You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. I said, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. We're going to drink a fine whiskey and smoke a really fine cigar. Oh, there it is. Yep. It is time for happy hour. It Finally. is the Man Cave Happy Hour Whiskey Cigar Spirits. Stories that go along with it. I'm Jamie Flanagan. I am Matt Fox. We are in the palatial podcast Detroit Northville studio. You know, we haven't had an episode here in a hot second. Together? No, it's no. been a little bit. So Because no, last time you were in studio, yeah, I wasn't. That's it. And I had to watch what I, you were doing, and it just killed me. I live here. <laughs> I, I want I, I love this space. I just, I just love hearing my own voice. But I just... Come in, put the headphones on, talk to myself in the Hi, microphone. I'm Jamie Flanagan. <laughs> 1935. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, one of the 40 podcasts today. But uh, so we're having some fun, Matt. Yeah. You've uh, made some connections. And that's, that's the great thing about the, the Man Cave is yes. meeting people and yes. making connections yes. and uh, uh, just sharing the, the love for the, the spirits. And so we got all the, you know, the bourbon clubs and the whiskey clubs and Mm -hmm. Facebook groups that we belong to and all the social medias. And every once in a while, you know, we'll get somebody, you know, like that follows us instead of us like being lurkers and following them. And we get all excited. You mean lightly stalking? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, that's the power of social media. And that's the power of what we we are trying to do is just get our get ourselves out there, get the man cave out there and help folks learn with us because you and I are we're, we're still novices after sure. doing this for a few uh, years right yeah, we have so. still no idea what Admitted, the hell we're doing <laughs> admittedly, admittedly uninformed <laughs> yes. but that's what the man cave is all about is learning yes. and the power of social media and we have a great Twitter page mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden we, we got to follow and it was from the rabbit hole distillery. And I, I, I you were kinda, so excited. I was really excited. You were like about the girl that. with the nutcracker. You're like, oh, <laughs> like look what just happened. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I sent them a message. I'm like, hey, thank you for the follow. Really, right. Thank you so much. By the way, we have the silly little podcast. It's called the Man Cave Happy Hour. We'd love to learn about you know the distillery, the story behind the rabbit hole. Um, and you know, fortunately, they reached out, and we actually have yay. The digital brand ambassador with us tonight, Mr. Adam Edwards. Adam, welcome to the Man Cave. Hey, Matt. Hey, Jamie. How y'all doing tonight? Excellent, excellent, Adam. Thanks for being with us. Appreciate it. Yeah. Because uh, I I had heard about Rabbit Hole. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's a you know it's a newer uh, brand out there, and it's, it's no more than I think ten years old. Right. Yeah. And so we I, we were like, oh, okay, let's uh, let's let's get this. And from what I understand, there's a, a pretty interesting story there. Uh, but before we get into that story, <laughs> you're going to tell a different story. Yeah. No. Well, no. <laughs> Adam, Adam, tell me about your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to tell you right away, I'm noticing, I, I wish I'd have done a little research on uh, my tech here, because I think, there we go, that's hey. more like it. Hey. Now, the, now the rabbit hole actually reads rabbit hole. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, there you go. All right, cool. <laughs> we were reversed. Yeah, we were. Yeah. <laughs> Second verse. All right. <laughs> so, Adam, thank you for joining us in the Man Cave. Really do appreciate it. Hey, honestly, tell us about your childhood. Yeah, tell, what, tell us a little bit about you. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my favorite opening line for my favorite Steve Martin movie. Oh. I was 
born a poor black child in southern Georgia. <laughs> I, from, I think it's like from the jerk or something. Yes, yes, yes that's exactly it what it's from. So I am, uh, I am from in uh, here in Louisville, Kentucky, where the distillery is born. I was born here in Louisville. Um, I actually live right over the river in southern Indiana. I mm. met a girl from southern Indiana, and she like drug me over there, and uh, and I'm like desperately trying to come back. I mean, southern Indiana is great. But I'm a Louisville guy. I, you know, I've lived here my whole life. So uh, I will say this about the southern, uh, southern Indiana. We get the best view of Louisville than anybody in Louisville. I would um, imagine, yeah. You know, I, being from Kentucky, you're going to be a bourbon person. I mean, you just are. <laughs> bourbon is just in your blood. So I've been a bourbon guy my whole life. Um, and this is really – I am – I say this, and I don't, I don't know if anyone ever believes me, but I am, like, living my dream. Yeah. I am. I am a really lucky guy. Um, I get to do what I love for a living, which is just talk bourbon for yeah. a living. And I just don't know if it could get any better than that, honestly. You know, were, were you actually born with a bottle of bourbon uh. in your hand when you uh. came out? Uh, uh, uh. Right, right? Yeah, I mean, might as well. But I, I do know that my mother would do that that thing where, like, when I was teething, just rub a little bourbon on my gums to calm uh. me down and. It seemed like it just sunk right in. You yeah, know? Sure. My, 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 uh, yeah, my granddad did the exact same thing. It was, uh, it was whiskey. That's old school. Yeah, whiskey yeah, and bourbon good. on the gums, man. And I shut the hell up after that. Yeah, so. I called you right down. Yep. It still works, honestly. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm having a rough day, I just reach over and just rub a little bourbon on my gums. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so there, there is an incredible history already. And, and, and correct us if we're wrong, Rabbit Hole Distillery is no more than 10 years old. It started in 2012. Yeah, so a little less than that. Uh, the name didn't even get established until to, uh, 2012. Mm-hmm. We started distilling in 2014. We okay. were on the shelf at two years old in 2016. Wow. In 2018, this distillery opened to the public. Oh um, and by the end of 2018, we were on the bourbon trail, oh, um, wow. which is a huge accomplishment. Yeah. And the, just this past year, just within the last few months, we, uh, were promoted to a heritage distillery on the Bourbon Trail, which is the top tier. Congratulations! Of the Trail. So, That's yeah, cool. it. Thank you very much. It's been it's been hard work, but it's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined the distillery in uh, mid 2018, like right after the distillery opened, mm. uh, as part of the tour department. Um, I started running the tour department, mm. and then uh, you know, last March when the world ended for <laughs> hospitality. Yes. They uh, they basically put me in this position of digital brand ambassador. Mm-hmm. Um, I have wanted to be a brand ambassador for a bourbon distillery for almost two decades now, and they really made this dream come true for me. Mm-hmm. And to do it in this really new format of being a digital brand ambassador, which is, I mean, what we're doing right now, this is what I do kind of all day long. I just reach out to people on digital platforms mm-hmm. and talk Kentucky bourbon and rabbit hole and like I said, I'm just a super lucky guy. That is, it's living the dream. Yeah, yeah. It really is, and and it's like some of my my, my most cherished moments uh, of the week and my year mm-hmm. uh, are the times that I, I get to sit down with Matt and then yes. cool people that we meet and 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 do this talk uh, talk whiskey, yeah. talk bourbon, talk whiskey. So, uh, are you hiring? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh my. Yes. <laughs> So we yes, actually always. I we, mean, yeah. We have some friends of the man cave, and it's the Kentucky Bourbon Boys. Yeah. Um. They actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they've been on the uh, on the show with us a few times. And oh, just, Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Is that who you're talking about? Kentucky, Kentucky Bourbon Boys. Kentucky Bourbon Boys. Yeah, Kentucky Bourbon Boys. They do the, that, yeah. they do the Sorry, curated like tours. Four 
ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They do those curated tours. Yeah, yeah. they're friends of the show. They've been on with yeah, us. Yeah, very cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. So they're they're coming by in the van full of people, <laughs> dropping them off and uh, making sure they get to and from safely. So we're right. dying to come out, yes. and uh, we'll yeah we'll be uh, we'll we'll be hitting hitting it for sure. That is that's my goal for the year. When things open up uh-huh. this summer, uh, we're gonna we're gonna hit the we're gonna hit the trail. Hey, yep. you've got my contact. As soon as you're in town, seriously, just. Send me a message, and uh, I'll take you through the distillery. We'll have a great time. Yeah. You got a couch I can sleep on? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> we'll be in it. Because, honestly, yeah, my, I sleep on it a lot. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how late I get home. You know? Yeah. yeah. As, a, as a married fellow of 21 years almost, yeah, uh, that couch yeah, and I, yeah. we get along it really, happens. really well. <laughs> what did I say dumb today? What did uh, – yeah. Or what am I going to say dumb today? Yeah, yeah. 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 I hear you guys. I'm, uh, oh. I mean, we're, we're, we're pregnant with our first child oh. right now. So Congratulations. I'm, That's I'm, awesome. I'm, Thank you. I'm making terrible decisions every single day of my life. So, yeah. Hey, I'm messing up like all the time. So. Get them out of the way now. Yeah. Get them out of the way now. I, I have three daughters, Adam. I, my, my daughters are 25, 22, and almost and 20. She'll be 21 in November of this year. I have made plenty of mistakes in my fatherhood. It's okay. They'll forgive you when they're 25. It's, it's all right. Hey, we just found out we're having a girl, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. So. Good on you, man. That's excellent. That's excellent well we'll have we'll have a toast to that yes so so adam tell me a little bit about because i i believe the history of the distillery and how it started was all in due to love to begin with yeah right so it, 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 it was all love and it was and if i pronounce his name i apologize kava kave kave okay yeah, Kaveh. yeah. He, he met his wife in kentucky right and she pulled him into this thing called bourbon. So help me understand a little bit about how that came to be and why he started doing what he's doing today or what he did. So they were actually living in Chicago and uh, Kave was, he was a psychologist. In fact, he was a psychologist for over 20 years oh. before he became a bourbon distiller, which is like, you know, not your normal route. To right. being no, a it's not. Distiller. Right. So, <laughs> so that so wasn't they, the they first did. time he said, tell me about your childhood, right? So. <laughs> exactly. No, I've heard it a million times. I will tell you, Kabe has said to me several times, the life of a psychoanalyst never ends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they weren't living in Kentucky yet when they met. They were both living in Chicago. Um, they met and Heather really, you know, Heather is the Louisville influence. So Heather is from Louisville, just like I am. And she really turned Kave into a bourbon drinker. Mm. And uh, he was really like a big scotch and gin guy. And they moved down here to Kentucky, and he just fell in love with with bourbon, with the history, with the history of Louisville, um, the industry, which, I mean, you all know, like the industry yeah. of bourbon is unlike any other industry out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's all about love and passion. Like if you're not passionate about it, mm-hmm. you're in the wrong industry. Go find something else to do. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, cause people, people know when you're not passionate about something, uh. um, he very quickly fell in love with all of that. In fact, the whole name of rabbit hole, it really came from a conversation that he had with Heather. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after he kind of did all this research and he met people in the industry and, and learned about the culture of it. You know, he said, honey, l- let's do it. Let's let's sell the house. Mm-hmm. Let's mortgage wow. uh, You know, the house. Let's sell the business and, and start a bourbon distillery. And she said, you know, this obsession of yours, Kave, it's going to lead the family down the rabbit hole, I hope you know. <laughs> and uh, then there's no going back. Yeah, yeah. And, right. and, and she wasn't wrong, right? Uh, and yeah. So that's a really big thing with us here in the distillery is 
is find your passion mm-hmm. and go all in. Because once you do that, there's no going back. Once you find that passion, uh, you know, we just did a whole campaign of there's no going back. And, and we found all these amazing creatives, people like artists and musicians and, and, and hat makers and, and photographers and, <laughs> wow, yeah. and all these people that they just looked at their, their job they had during the day and they said, I, I can't do this anymore. I've got to go find my passion. And they just left and they never looked back. And they're, they're as happy as they ever will be for the rest of their lives because they're doing what they love. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's something that kind of resonates through everybody here at Rabbit Hole. Mm-hmm. I, I am no obsession, uh, exception to that. I am obsessed with bourbon. I've been obsessed with bourbon for a long time. Mm-hmm. But just being able to, to talk about it for a living, um, I, I am a really lucky guy, like I said earlier. Mm-hmm. And Cave is really living his dream. He's making bourbon mm-hmm. for a living. And, you know, I don't, you talk to Cave, he'll tell you, I can't imagine doing anything else. Yeah. I, I just can't imagine it. So, a, we talked to a, a local uh, distiller, and, and he, I think it was the same sort of thing. So you guys, um, right out of the barrel, you didn't, uh, you, 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 you waited, right? You didn't source it first. And, yep. and then, uh, so you waited mm-hmm. and you have no idea what that's going to be in yeah. two years. I mean, you have an idea, but, yeah. uh, you know, you don't actually know. And, and that's got to be such a, such a, uh, just a leap of faith, mm-hmm. uh, to do yeah, that and it, do that really with is. your family in tow. It's just, just amazing. It really is. And, and you know, the smart thing that Kabe did is he surrounded himself with, giants of the industry right mm-hmm. so um you know with cave hill which is something i know we're gonna be tasting a little bit later on but yes. cave hill he started making that himself just kind of off to the side and he started meeting people in the industry so people like you know dave shurik or um jim rutledge jimmy russell mm. uh, wow. uh julian van winkle larry Ebersold wow. is a mm. huge mentor to kabe he was the master distiller for you can see Grums or LDI or MGP, any of that. Right. And he, uh, you know, he really, really loved what Kabe was doing with this four grain. And so, you know, that was the whole thing is that Kabe doesn't know everything. Nobody knows everything in this industry. You <laughs> surround yourself with people that, you know, are talented in this and talented in that to kind of help you inform that. Right. So, yeah, you don't know. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Now, like you said, we didn't source Right. That yeah. was a huge thing with Kabe. He's like, if I'm going to open a distillery, I, I want to make the bourbon. I want right. to make the whiskey. I don't want to buy somebody else's liquid. Right. Yeah, what yeah. we did do was contract distill, um, you know, just found a distillery in northern Kentucky that had the same size still that we bought mm-hmm. from Vendome already. And we're going to install in our distillery using our grains, our yeast, the barrels from Kelvin, all of these things that make, you know, rabbit hole very distinct and special. Mm-hmm. Um, we just made it at another distillery until our distillery was open. And then once we activated this still, there's very little loss from that contract distillery to the Louisville distillery because everything is exactly the same. So that way, you know, it doesn't change overnight. You don't, you know, piss off all your consumers. (laughs) Right, right. One of the things that I was reading and kind of understood was that Cave is really the genius behind the mash bill right. of Rabbit Hole itself. Okay. And, you know, to not really know much about the industry and then learn and yeah. surround yourself with those individuals and then create your own mash bill and then put it out on the market and for it to be <clears throat> sought after, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, wow. That, that's passion dreams come true. Yeah, no, it really is. All right, so where 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 do we go from here? Where are you gonna where are you gonna take us on this uh, rabbit hole adventure? <laughs> 
Well, let's let's you know what, like I I like to say, let's get to drinking. Yeah, uh, you know, let's, <laughs> yeah. Let's go ahead and just dive into Cave Hill. All right, um, let's crack in the Cave Hill. So, is there things absolutely. that we should know about the mash bills? First, yeah, is there is definitely. there a foundation while we crack this bad boy open? It's, we haven't well, even cracked. It's still sealed shut. Ooh, so. We behaved like ourselves. That. We were like, we waited for the show. It was like, <laughs> and these came like in because we had a couple of delays. So we've had these <laughs> since before the first of the year. Yes, we have. And Absolutely. we've been behaving ourselves. <laughs> Don't well, ask me how. You know, but. The, thing, <laughs> the thing I'm going to tell you about this, and, and we'll really dive in okay. you know, to this here in a few minutes. But uh, you know, the thing I always say about this is, where this was born, where Cave Hill was born, was the idea that, you know, Cave was very much welcomed by the bourbon community, you know, the, the whole industry. I think he expected to kind of walk into this industry as an outsider and, and face a lot of obstacles. But everybody in this industry is is friendly. I mean, it's unlike any industry out there. Um, but I think there was some frustration to Cave's part where, you know, you would walk into a liquor store. You see 20 or 30 bottles of bourbon on the shelf. They're all made by like three or four people. And you can't tell what's in any bottle, right? The right. most you will know is like the the proof and sometimes the age. Um, if you look on that bottle on the side, it says the mash bill on the back. It says the minimum age wow. of, the, uh, of, the, of the, the bourbon as well because we want to be really transparent with people. I love right? that. Yeah, it's uh, it's the it's right on the side of the bottle for grain. The 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 mash bill is right there in front of you because a lot of folks they might like the more of the corn forward or they're looking for more of a a, a barley feel to it uh, to their bourbon or what have you. So that's that's amazing that you put it right on the side of the bottle because we have to do research sometimes. Oh yeah, because we'll do <laughs> like if we don't have a, a an amazing guest, we'll do like just a taste and we'll pull something off or we'll go to the store buy something we haven't tried before and we'll just taste it ourselves and come up with some kind of ridiculous thing to say about it. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we were like really searching to find a mash bill. And yeah. Some people have it and it's a, it's a bloody secret, you know? <laughs> and it's like, it, I, I, and I think that, uh, I, I, like I, I call, don't like that. No, I like, I like to see the mash bill on the side of the bottle. You know why? That almost has like your heart on your sleeve. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just putting oh, yourself out there. And, I like and, that. And you really care about what you do. I like that. For folks to understand what is in the bottle itself. And that's putting your heart on your sleeve. All right, so his heart's on his really sleeve. About that. Yeah. It's yeah. it's right there, and it's it, transparency is a beautiful thing. Yeah, uh, and the aroma is pretty wonderful as well. <laughs> I, I'm, now, I'm kind I of will say right before we dive into this, yes, we're going to do something that's really special to me. Okay, this is what I do every time I do anything like this, whether I'm drinking with somebody for the first time or the twentieth time or the hundredth time or. I'm doing a podcast for a YouTube channel. Any of this? Let's right? do it. <laughs> before we dive into this. You can really learn a lot about somebody by asking, you know, where they grew up, what school they went to, what their favorite animal is, what's their favorite color, all that stuff, right? Yes. yes. But you don't really know somebody until you have that first drink with them. Uh, so cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> cheers. Thank you, sir. All right. Now we're off to a good start, right? All right. Always good to have that first Woo! drink. <laughs> the night has just started. So it's let, just starting. Let's talk about that nose. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, because that oh, nose, yeah. what that? It's it's unique. It's you. It is it is very unique, and it's got a really nice warmth to it too. Mm -hmm. uh, just on the nose, you can feel that there's going to be some warmth uh, to the cave hill. It's it's oh, my goodness. it's you know I'm not it's 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 not flowery, no. um, and it's 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 not. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it 
sweet. It's not the. It's not the. It's 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 sweet, but it's not the typical. Mm. It's not typical, right? So it's yeah. not a typical nose. I think yeah. when I said unique, it's like my mother says I'm handsome. <laughs> uh, it's not that kind of unique. Very special. Very special <laughs> Mom <boy>. says <laughs> I'm very handsome. Uh, Thanks, mom. <laughs> but it's not. It's not. It's not tip. It's very nice, and it's not typical. Uh, there's a, It's sweet, but it's not a typical sweet. I almost want to, you know, on that nose. I'm getting a little bit of fruit, and I'm trying to place that okay. fruit itself. And it's because I it might be hitting me right now because I had a, I had a pear for breakfast this oh, morning. Oh, okay, with my, and, with my yeah, oatmeal. that that matters. Yeah, and I'm getting a little bit of like that that fleshy piece of, of a of a like. Like a pear or an apple. Or did you floss after that? Maybe no, that's, right? Uh, did you? <laughs> Maybe that's a pear. No, no, you're right on with that. There is, so the esters during fermentation for Cave Hill mm-hmm. really produce some really great green fruit notes. Okay. Oh, okay. So like green apple and pear, absolutely. I'm like 1,000% with you yeah. on that. Um, and then, you know, I will say you were kind of talking about like sweetness with this, but it's yeah. not like your typical sweetness. I think right. when people... You know, think bourbon sweetness. They think caramel and vanilla, right? Right. There is caramel and vanilla on this. But I think the sweetness is really informed by that honey malt in Mm -hmm. this. So, you know, this is a four-grain bourbon. And, of course, 70% corn. Yeah. And then there's three other grains in there. 10% malted wheat, 10% malted barley, Mm -hmm. and 10% honey malted barley where they toast that grain a little bit. Even though there's wheat in this, that malted wheat is not the flavoring grain. It's not the secondary grain. That malted wheat is really just there to help along some of the texture of this to make mm. it very soft and silky. Yeah. But really that malted barley and the honey malted barley, those are the secondary and tertiary grains that give that flavor. Right. It's got, um, and so the sweetness for me is, is very much like honeycomb. It, it, it is honeycomb. Yeah. You know, it's And it's got a sweet, you know, I, try, I'm trying to place it, but it's got somewhat of a creamy finish to it as well. You know? Yeah, that honey malt, I think the honey malt kind of informs the finish on this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm very, so I kind of came from the one. Tasting, I always think about flavor progression, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of think about how it works its way across that palate. Mm-hmm. And Cave Hill for me, it starts spicy. Mm-hmm. So it starts with kind of like, like what you call like baking spices, like cinnamon and allspice, yeah. even clove. A little bit, like a almost bit. numbing spice, just a little bit. A little mint. Um, and then that green fruit thing right in the mid-palate, like green apple and pear. Yeah. But then that finish, that creamy finish, it's almost like vanilla custard uh-huh. and, and like honey a little bit. And that is that 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 honey malt, I think, yeah. sort of finishes on the end there. That the that warmth. And we used to call it burn, Adam, and it kind of created a negative connotation. <laughs> so we, we started yeah. calling it warmth. warmth. And, and the warmth yeah. that, that I feel, I feel the vanilla warmth, in all honesty. You don't feel that taste. It's more of that. It's a sitting in the back of my throat, and it's just lingering in such an amazing way that I'm, I'm going to wait for a second before I go in and dive in again because I want to enjoy what I'm experiencing on the back end, right? Well, let's talk ingredients. Yeah. Right. So when people think about bourbon and whiskey and you say, what are the ingredients? What's giving the flavor mm-hmm. to this, this, this bottle? A lot of people, you know, they, they talk rain, mm-hmm. they talk yeast, they talk even water. But I think the barrel gets a lot left out when they talk about flavor. I think 
people really talk about smoothness as much as I hate that word in terms of bourbon. We you know, haven't said it yet. Yes. <laughs> depth, right. Is the barrel, but they don't really think about what the flavor gives from the barrel. Um, think about being a chef. Mm. If you want to be a great chef, you want to start with the greatest ingredients. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we'll talk about grain as we go on, but let's talk barrel. You want to get great barrels. And so, you know, if you look at that bottle, bottle it shows the mash bill right mm-hmm. but there's something else that that bottle label shows as well and there's a little seal on there it has a little lion that is kelvin cooperage that is our cooper mm-hmm. kelvin cooperage which is only about nine minutes from here it's like four and a half miles on uh, in south louisville they give us these barrels that they have not only charred but they have toasted first so it's first toasted mm. and then charred over oak fires. They do not use a gas flame. They build oak fires underneath every single barrel. And so if you're a griller like me, like I've got a grill and a smoker at home. My (laughs) smoker is propane because when you're cooking something for 14 hours, you want it to be very exact in terms (laughs) of temperature. Yes, you You do. (laughs) Throwing wood in there, like wood for smoking fine, but not for heat. Mm -hmm. My grill though is absolutely charcoal grill because it gives better flavor. It gives a deeper flavor and a richer flavor than propane does. So if you think about that in terms of flavor development of that barrel, when you start toasting that barrel over that oak fire, first of all, it's the same wood that they're making the barrel out of. Right. So the same wood you're going to get out of the barrel for aging, you're going to get putting back into those char and toast levels when you're toasting and charring it. But then that toasting level, it's a little bit of a lower flame. It's like 20 minutes, like 15, 20 minutes that they're toasting it with this kind of a small flame. It's warming up the inside of that barrel and it's pulling like the lignans out of there and kind of bringing them to the inside of mm-hmm. those staves. Mm-hmm. Those lignans, I mean, the most famous lignin in oak for, for bourbon drinkers is vanillin. Taste smells just like vanilla, right? That's why you call right. it vanillin. But also there's a lot of spice that comes out of that barrel. Right. And then when you char it for like 30, 60, 90 seconds, we, we use level three char on this, which is like in between 60 and 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. That's going to kind of seal that flavor in there and really intensify it. So once you put this this bourbon in here for three, four, five, six years, it's going to start pulling not just the sweetness out of the barrel, but it's going to start pulling spice out of the barrel. Okay. Right? So when you're using an ingredient like honey malt that is obviously going to give a lot of sweet malty tones, you're going to need some spice from that barrel to balance it. And right. that is like the word of the day when it comes to, to rabbit hole. It's all about balance. Mm. That is real luxury and, and real bourbon is having balance. It shouldn't be overwhelming for spice or overwhelming for sweet or overwhelming for vanilla. Like there should be. Mm-hmm. Yep. Balance. Dark spice sweet because you have such a balanced progression of flavor through there. Right. Man, I, I, I got to tell you that um, I. A lot of folks talk about daily drinkers, mm-hmm. and this would be something that I would not consider a daily drinker. It's yeah. got to be something that is for a, an occasion, right? Something that you would want to have around and share with your friends, whether it be birthdays or be a really nice gift for somebody. But as a daily drinker, it is just – it's too good to drink it every day. It's something that you want to <laughs> savor in all honesty. And, and that's where I come from when it comes to bourbon is you know there are, there are your daily drinkers out there. But yeah. there are other bourbons that you really want to share with your friends. And this is one of those um, experiences that you'd want to share with your friends, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad I'm sharing it with you guys. Thank you. Right, right, right. <laughs> Absolutely, right? <laughs> I mean, that's the great thing about bourbon is just – you know, experiencing these flavors and these tastes with others. Um, 
you know, a lot of my job, I'm, I'm I always say this, and it sounds terrible. I'm drinking alone, but I'm not really drinking alone. I'm drinking with, you're, with you're others here with across us. digital platforms, or <laughs> or I'm I'm experimenting with some stuff that we're working on, things like that. Um, and that's kind of the work part. But mm-hmm. you know, when I'm really trying to relax and, and have a great time, mm-hmm. like experiencing a bottle of, of rabbit hole or, or whatever, opening something new, mm-hmm. and, and and kind of working through those flavors with others, mm-hmm. it, it's just it's priceless, right? That's a priceless experience to have. Oh, man. So, you know, I, I really want, I'm looking forward to getting into the high gold you know, sure, sure. in a moment. No, but, no, no, but as you guys have gone through. Going for number two on this. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> Go for it, man. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I really like to understand a little bit about how you guys have survived through, as I like to call it, the COVIDian timeline that we're all living in right now. <laughs> you know, how have you guys, how have you guys done? You came through it, you know, it looks like with flying colors, but what are some of the changes that you had to do within the distillery itself? To one, keep the employees safe, and then two, for your visitors. So, you know, production stayed busy, mm. right? Our production department stayed very busy. Um, you know, honestly, bottle sales are, have been have been fine through okay. this. You know, I think people, you know, they couldn't go out to bars or restaurants. They're going to still go to liquor stores and buy the product. And, and Rabbit Hole, we were already on an upward, you know, traje- mm-hmm. uh, trajectory mm-hmm. for, for our sales. And we, we maintained that. Um, you know, all the other departments in terms of like HR and sales and, yeah, yeah. and marketing, all that. I mean, marketing, obviously with digital, I'm, I'm in the marketing department. Yes. Um, even though I kind of consider myself part of hospitality because I'm just, <laughs> you know, talking about this stuff with people. I still feel like I'm hospitality, right? Yeah. Um, you know, they did fine, especially marketing. I mean, it was kind of, you know, that door is open for digital marketing mm-hmm. and it's been fun to kind of blaze that path. Um, you know, the, the department that really suffered at the distillery was hospitality and, mm. And, and really, that's a microcosm of the entire industry, hospitality, bartenders and wait staff and servers and mm. tour guides of all all industries, not just bourbon, but tour guides across the tour industry right. has really suffered um, since last March. Right. So, right. you know, we really tried to support our local bartenders as much as we could. I know mm-hmm. last, uh, I think it was April or, or May, we launched a campaign called To Dream Inside where, um, you know, it was basically, I think it was on Instagram. If you shared a post from rabbit hole and tagged two friends and, and put the hashtag to dream inside, we would donate money to the tales of the cocktail foundation. And we ended up donating something like, Oh gosh, I want to say it was somewhere around $50,000, maybe even more, maybe up to 200,000. Honestly, now I'm thinking about it. That went straight into the pockets of bartenders. Um, and a lot of that was here local, and Louisville. And so that was really the frustrating part. Um, we shut down our tours. So we closed to the public on March 12th of last year. So we're wow. very, very close to celebrating our one year anniversary of having no tours at the oh rabbit hole, which is just terrible. Oh right? my God, yeah, It's awful. And, and, and so, you know, Cave was, first of all, Cave did something amazing for us that he kept all of hospitality on the payroll, nice. You That's know, cool. as long as he could, yes. Um, and just kept paying our, our wages and our, our basically our salaries um, for what we were doing before for several months. And while we kind of tried to figure out how we were going to keep going, how were we going to keep you know delivering bottles to people and, mm-hmm. and giving experience, and and that's really where this role of digital ambassador was born was bringing this experience to to people in their homes, mm-hmm. and so. You know, we really sort of blazed that trail of doing things like virtual tours and virtual 
virtual tastings. You know, right. we have a package that if you buy, I think it's like on, on reservebar.com, if you buy three of the bottles of Rabbit Hole, um, you get a free virtual tasting, an hour-long tasting with me. And, oh. and I do the, the majority of those, and it's super fun. I mean, I do them like right up here. I'll take you around the distillery. Um, I'm, you know, I, I get in a lot of Facebook groups and give virtual tours of the distillery and, and walk around with like my phone on a selfie stick, just like mm. getting underneath the fermenters <laughs> and stuff. Just so anybody, you know, when anybody wants to see, I'll show it off. Mm-hmm. And, and so, but that was really the struggle was how do we support mm. the hospitality um, here in Louisville? And, and, and that's just been, it's been rough. But it's starting, you know, we see the light, right? Yeah. Yeah. Things are starting to open up a yeah. little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just I'm just ready for things, hopefully at the end of this year, to kind of get back to normal um, and, and to see my friends who are in the, the hospitality industry here in Louisville and across the country get back to doing what they love, yeah. which is serving people and, and spreading the gospel yeah. of, of spirits, but, of course, bourbon and rabbit hole yeah. to right. everybody, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, in the spirit of, you know, helping to raise money and everything, you guys actually have a, a partnership with the James Beard Foundation as well, right? We do. Help me understand that. Yeah, help me understand that what you guys are doing with James Beard. Foundation. So the James Beard Foundation was an excellent fit for us because, as we'll find out in a second, you know, we're getting ready to go to a second bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, when you look at distilleries, a lot of distilleries have, like, you know, ah, bourbon or one brand, like they don't put the same name on them because they want to kind of differentiate them. Yeah. For us, you know, they both say rabbit hole. They, you know, one says Cahill, one says high gold. Right. They're both rabbit hole bourbons, right. but they're completely different. And where that comes from is that idea of, you know, I was kind of talking about being a chef and, and starting, you know, with really great ingredients, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, let's talk about like, when you go out to a nice restaurant, mm-hmm. which is, you know, Tough to do right now. But you go out to a really nice restaurant. Fair. And you sit down and you order your meal. And then you've ordered your, your appetizers, your entree. And then this person comes over and they say, hi, I'm the sommelier. Mm-hmm. I see that you have ordered so-and-so. I'm going to recommend so-and-so wine to go with that. Right. Why doesn't that exist in, in whiskey? Why mm. doesn't that exist in whiskey? Right. Why can't you pair whiskey with food and cocktails and appetizers the same way you do wine? Mm-hmm. You can't. And so yeah. that was the whole thing with the James Beard Foundation partnering with these incredible chefs, you know, paying in to these 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 foundations that help support chefs mm-hmm. around the country to continue to do what they do and create, right? There, there's a saying that we have here at Rabbit Hole that production is repetitive, creation is personal. And so when you have that mindset and you're a chef and you're creating these incredible meals, let's get you an incredible spirit to go along with it right. to help support that creativity. And, and I mean, I'll tell you what, go ahead and pour some high gold. Cause I think this is an awesome segue into that cave Hill is like the Cabernet. It, it pairs with like big meaty savory dishes because it has a nice sweetness, a nice fruitiness yeah, to it yeah. that goes really well. Look at that, that wine right? knowledge, Adam. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You like that, right? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. like that, right? It's pretty good, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're going to talk about terroir here in a second. Uh, <laughs> hold on. I got to do so, it. Hold on. There it is. <laughs> oh, nice. I heard it. It's a good, you know, those corks are good. We yeah, have yeah. good corks. They make a good sound when you pop them off on the microphone. Um, now, high gold, you know, as opposed to Cavehill, high gold is like the Pinot Noir, right? It is a little more subtle, and it doesn't. It needs a little more nuance when okay. you're pairing it. So, on paper, high gold looks really similar to Cavehill. 
It's kind of the same if you go into maybe not as a nice restaurant. You go, just give me a red wine. I ordered a hamburger. Give me red wine. Well, <laughs> right. It's a bourbon just like Cave Hill is. But let's be a little more upscale with it, right? Let's really be snobs mm-hmm. about this because that's the way the industry is going, right? <laughs> Everybody, we're all like snobs. We're all so nerdy about bourbon. We're really going to get into the differences here. This ah. is still 70% corn. Let me switch my glasses here. There yeah. we go. So this is still 70% corn. Yes. And 30% malted grains, just like Cave Hill. Still 95 proof, same barrels from Kelvin, same char level, same you know general age. But this is 25% malted rye and 5% malted barley. So oh. this is a high rye bourbon. Generally, high rye bourbons are more savory than non-rye bourbons. Like Cave Hill has no rye in it. Decidedly, that, just, yep. Decidedly different nose on it. Yeah, for I just sure. stuck my Completely nose in it. Different, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> Completely different. Like you would think with that high rye content, it would just be like a punch in the face. Just it's right. lots of spice, but it's just like toasted coconut and and, and orange peel and, and and just butterscotch and caramel. It's really sweet and very. Um, I, I, I love this word. Very supple. Supple. It's a very supple. supple notes. It's a good word, it's with right? with a capital S, yes. Uh, you know, so we got people. S. It's like we, we we have the benefit of having these bottles in front of us, as do you. Uh, but we got people tuning in like Mike Dwyer, uh, friend of the show, what, listening in. He's like, you guys make me so thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> That's your job. Yeah. Thirsty. That's what we like, Success. Right? So, Mike, you know where we're at. Next time we're in the studio, you come by and we'll give you a dram. So, there it oh is. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, so it's uh, – it, it it's it's uh, not it's it's not spicy, but it's a different nose. It's got a very it's got a very I, I, it's not a strong nose at all. For me, there, there, there was all those flavors that you yeah. mentioned, and I was like, oh crap, I'm 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 like so susceptible to the power of suggestion. <laughs> you because um, when you said butterscotch, job, I'm like, holy right, yeah. crap, yep, there it is. You, you know? know, you said supple, and I'm thinking as I'm nosing this, I'm thinking subtle. You know, at the same time, it's a, it had a very subtle nose to it. Yeah. Yes. And that's really, you know, you think about the malting process. So the malting process, something that Cave, you know, really discovered, I think after, Pro- so, you know, let's talk like history of bourbon, yeah, right? please. Before Prohibition, there was something like 2,000 distilleries in Kentucky. I mean, it was a huge amount of distilleries and yeah. even more across the U.S. Along Pennsylvania and Ohio, just amazing distilleries. Sure. After Prohibition, that number fell to 13. 13. <laughs> So when you go from 2000 to 13, you start losing those really distinct mash bills. Yeah. And after Prohibition, it was all about, you know, corn obviously being the main ingredient. Um, Rye was obviously a huge spirit. But that secondary grain was always like rye or wheat. Okay. Hmm. The malted grain was just for science. It was just to be there to convert those what, uh, you know, uh, simple uh, complex starches into simple sugars for the yeast to eat. It was, you know, create, creating diastasis of amylase to get that, that, that yeast to have something to subsist on to create the alcohol. But before Prohibition, there was a lot more malt mm. going on because it was about the flavor. Wow. And so you take rye, and this is German rye grain that we use for this. This is why we named this after a German immigrant Christian Christian Heigl. Christian Heigl, yeah. yeah. Christian Heigl, an incredible yeah. story, incredible story of that guy. Um, we wanted to put a German malt or German rye in here. But when you malt it, you kind of take away some of the teeth of that rye grain. So the really kind of strong, spicy notes. And it gets a little more, like you said, Matt, subtle. Yeah. yeah. Um, a little more citrus, a little more softness to it. 
But we're going to talk about Cave Hill, right? So Cave Hill, mm-hmm. very spicy up front, lots of green notes in the mid-palate, mm-hmm. very sweet on the finish. High gold, exact opposite. Really sweet up front yeah. on the palate. Instead of green fruits, more citrus, like that orange peel and maybe a little aromatic note on, on the mid-palate. And then the finish happens down here where Cave Hill kind of happens here on one of my other favorite words, jowls. I love that word, jowls. Yeah. <laughs> this finish jowls. happens right here. You call it warmth. I call it the Kentucky hug. Yeah, uh, I love that. You know, it's Kentucky hug. That's how you know it's working. Yeah. And it is straight cinnamon. Mm-hmm. It's just cinnamon right here. So what and I was getting that is really what that malted grain is doing. Right. As I as I as I took the first dram there, it's uh it 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 it, it rode the top of my mouth. Right, it wasn't like on my tongue. It was it, it was riding the roof of my mouth is where where it was all happening, and it was like a an icing, like a bunt cake icing, oh, uh, is what you. I was getting from from it. Um, and it just rode the top of the mouth, and then it kind of skipped to the back uh, for me, and Did then it go just kind of and, and it went it just yeah down you know the warmth down yeah down 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 yeah for me I got a little bit of I I got I, I felt sugar. And I can might go back to what I had for breakfast this morning, mm. the oatmeal. I didn't floss. Uh, but I had I, I put light brown sugar in my oatmeal with the pears. And I'm getting a little bit of brown sugar out of, you know, as it sits on my palate itself, personally. that That's where I'm coming from with this. And up front, like you said, Adam, it's it's not harsh up front. It doesn't have that bite like you like some bourbons do. The, some the, the do. nose for me had uh, like soft leather, like like. Yeah. Like, so, uh, so, uh, like natural. I want to say mm-hmm. like a natural, not not like a hard saddle leather, but just like a nice fancy uh, Ooh, soft saddle leather. I see not... someone else has a wine background, <laughs> <laughs> like a nice Cote de Rhone. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Saddle leather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But oh, this yeah, was, was more one. more of a yeah. soft plush leather aroma yeah. to it on the yeah. on the nose for me. It's like you're chewing on a crop. Over and there. it was, Come but on. it was it was sweeter <laughs> in the taste than I than I expected oh. uh, from so the nose. I call that bookshelf. When you talk about like soft leather, like yeah. age leather, yeah. like bookshelf leather, right? Yeah. Like like spine okay. of a book. Like you open up a really old book and you get that kind of earthy, leathery. Yeah, the front really has that. And I think that malt, you know, malt, uh, people hear malt and they think sweet. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of sweetness to malt. But there's also this like almost umami sort of, uh, of, okay. of side to malt. That gives you not just sweetness, but also gives you like this earthy, almost really hard to put your finger on. Yeah. And that's where you start like kind of talking about like leathery, mm-hmm. tobacco sort of aromas, like gonna, floral yeah. aromas. And I think high gold really shows that off. Um, and then, of course, the barrels here, again, the barrels, you know, those Kelvin barrels, they're really help helping ride that cinnamon out. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. you would think the there is like a tiny bit, and, and I get it more on like the second and third sip of high gold, like black pepper, which is coming from that rye grain, because rye is always Mm going to give some of those peppery notes. Mm -hmm. But the barrel is still providing the majority of the spice in this bourbon rather than the rye grain. Now that I've I've sipped it a couple of times, I'm I'm smelling the caramel uh, now that I've sipped it a few times. Right. Your palate's kind of settled down after the cave hill and then after it's grabbing It's grabbing the caramel for me now. Yeah, I could, it just yeah, you know, I can see why you call this a Pinot Noir uh, of between mm-hmm. the Cab and then the Pinot Noir. I can see why you do that because it's just it's I I like the word subtle because it really it has a nice warmth to it on the on the back end, but it doesn't hit you so hard up front, 
And you don't realize what you're tasting until about 30 seconds afterwards, right? I can see why you call it the Pinot Noir uh, of the two. So I would have this guy either while I was grilling, yeah, uh, before the meal, or afterwards. Ah, I can yeah. see so, that. Yeah. This I, is where I, I would put, where I'd put I him. I do with it. Yeah. I actually make a, uh, a white chicken chili. And so I call it white chicken. How does this hold up to really the Mountain white. Dew? I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, really, really. Uh, but I do. I, I do this chicken chili, and it's not really white. I mean, it's I use like tomatoes in it, so it always kind of looks red. But I just kind of call it white chicken chili. But the base of that chili is onions. Oh, and so what I'll do is uh-huh. I'll, I'll throw my chicken in there and sear it, and then take it out, and I throw my chopped onions, red and white, by the way. Oh, nice. cares. Oh, red yeah. and white onions. Throw them in there, but I deglaze them. With high gold. And then I pair really? high gold. If you eat that chili and drink the high gold, it's it's amazing because chicken chili is not like, you know, it's not real aggressive um, unless you want it to be. But I don't make mine super aggressive. It's it's a little softer. It's a little milder. Sure. And it's about the richness of flavor. It matches so well with that kind of light, um, wow. light sort of just barely spicy on the end sort of flavor profile of, of high gold. That's an awesome Pairing, whereas like cave hill is really for like pot roast mm-hmm. and hamburgers, right. you know, that steak, things like that. So Jamie's on midwinter break next week. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we're coming to your place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my wife will be so happy. Uh, <laughs> how, actually, how far along is she now? Uh, she is at uh, 14 weeks. In fact, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hoping a lot of my friends don't see this because we're actually announcing on Sunday oh, shit. Um, on, on Facebook. But, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. She doesn't watch this, so it'll be fine. Fair play. Uh, you heard it here. Yeah, like my wife. Yeah. The family on Sunday. So. The family knows. You know, the family knows. But all the rest of my, you know, whatever, 3,000 Facebook friends and, I, uh, and, and Instagram friends, they don't know yet. But uh, <laughs> they'll find out this Sunday. But, yeah, she's about 14 weeks along. And. And That's, unfortunately, when you all come down, you're going to have to share the couch. Uh, uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, cuddle. Yeah, yeah. I'll cuddle. I don't yeah, care. <laughs> Who's going to be the little spoon? <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you were you were talking about you actually said the word tobacco not too long ago. Sure. Yeah. Right. And there is something that you guys also do with diesel cigars. And one of your chefs, I think it's AJ Fernandez, actually created a. A binder utilizing the rabbit hole bourbon. Is that correct? Absolutely. So, um, you know, Diesel So is a a, a general cigar company. I always forget it's National Cigar Company or General Cigar Company. I think it's General. They, yeah, yeah, General Cigar Company. So they created two cigars for us. They're called the Diesel Whiskey Rose Cigars. And so Diesel Cigars are already known for their kind of aggressive flavor profiles. Mm -hmm. But these Whiskey Rose Cigars, they took the binders. And they aged them in our barrels to kind of tame down that aggressiveness. And, hmm. and it's a really, really interesting thing that these cigars do. So there's two of them. One of them, they take those binders and they age them in Cave Hill barrels. Man. So um, it gives this great kind of, I don't know, really kind of um, aromatic smell to the binder mm-hmm. that matches. It, it kind of contrasts with the aromatic smell of the, tobacco, uh, smell of the tobacco, the aromas of tobacco. So that bourbon barrel is going to give a little bit more kind of like that brown sugar and spice yeah. against some of more of the floral notes that that tobacco is going to give. But they created a second cigar that that binder is actually aged in the Pedro Jimenez sherry casks for, I feel like a weatherman and it's backwards. There we go. Yeah. This guy right here. <laughs> the, uh, this is the sherry finish uh, uh, Derringer. 
And they finish those in those sherry casks after we're done with them. And that sherry cask, you would think with a sweeter cask, it gives a sweeter cigar. It actually gives a spicier cigar. Really? And so it's it's actually really amazing. If I'm drinking Cave Hill, you know, if I'm drinking Cave Hill here, I am actually smoking the Derringer finished cigar. The Pedro Jimenez sherry finished cigar. You kind of mix them and together? If I'm, yeah, because that spiciness of the cigar kind of matches with the sweetness, the sweetness of the finish of, the... of that bourbon. Oh, sure. um, and then the same thing for the others. Like I use that Cave Hill finished cigar mm-hmm. and, dr- and smoke it with the Derringer when I'm drinking that. Mm. It's phenomenal. It's amazing. It's really amazing. There's a pairing that we have to try. Yeah. Because every once in a while, Adam, we will have a cigar and we'll talk about when I mean, there's a few uh, folks here in the area that we're, we're friendly with. When it comes to cigars, and we, we, we enjoy smoking a cigar every once in a while. Oh, yeah. It's not an everyday thing like some folks. You know, it's they're posting pictures on Facebook. Their breakfast no. cigar. Yeah, breakfast <laughs> yeah. cigar on the way to work. Yeah, I yeah, can't do no. that. But, you know, every once in a while, we, we, we love a good pairing when it comes to a cigar and a bourbon. And this is something that we would I would definitely want to try yeah. personally. Yeah. So if I wasn't sitting on top of a distillery that was holding a lot of flammable liquid <laughs> cigar right now, honestly, uh, yeah, they get a little funny about that here. You think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh, uh, that's great. Um, is there anything else that you, that you'd like to share with us in regards to what's going on with the distillery? Anything? Are, yeah, are you guys booked up? Yeah. I, I had a friend heading down to the. Can I talk about very? Okay, bourbon's kicking in. <laughs> I have a friend heading down to the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, and uh, they were they were they were trying to get a, a, an appointment to go in and tour a couple places. They're like, "Oh, we're full, we're full, we're full, we're full," and so they're trying for their trip on the way back up, and it's like full, full, full. So, how are you guys doing? Are you taking reservations, or, or what's going on? Are you full to the brim? So we are not even open yet. Oh, um, okay. Right. Actually, yeah, we're not. We are looking to open hopefully by the end of March. Oh, for wow. public tours. And even then, it's going to be incredibly limited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, production is king. Yeah. Here, we never want to interfere with production because, um, you know, that's that's what that's what we're all about. We're producing bourbon. I, 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 I you know, <laughs> when I have these conversations with Kabe, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, bringing visitors in. And he has to remind me that visitors are great here and that's that's awesome to share that experience because that's what i'm really passionate about Mm -hmm. but the bottles are the most important thing making the bourbon so we've got to maintain that level of production and really really protect that um so it's i'm hoping by the end of march we'll be open for tours right um and, and so right now we're not but i know that you know, a lot of the distilleries around us, they're starting to open up very slowly. Yes. Um, like I can actually see Angel's Envy from here. That's, wow. that's how close we are to wow. Angel's Envy. They're about three blocks away, and I can see them right over the, the overpass there. <laughs> um, they're doing some, like, limited um, experiences. They're, like, tasting experiences. Mm-hmm. So they might be able to get in with them. Um, but, yeah, I, I really can't wait till we open again. Because, yeah. I mean, what is so today's Tuesday, and it's – Eight o'clock my time about. Yep, just about here. In our cocktail bar, completely empty. Uh, Ah, it's just terrible, right? Like I can't wait until we're open again. I mean, we just kind of brought our bar staff back online to start getting ready and start creating a new menu Mm -hmm. for this cocktail bar. Which is, I'm telling you, this cocktail bar we call it Overlook because it over there's there's glass all around this uh, this room and it (laughs) overlooks the distillery. But right down this hallway right here, I have the the garage door open uh, closed so it's not so loud, but 
the still is right there. Oh, so wow, if you man. come up here for a drink, you can walk down this hallway and you're face to face with the top of our still. Sounds um, amazing. So this is an incredible space. Yeah. It's an incredible space. You know, because Jamie, Jamie and I, we Jamie actually has been doing weddings and events since 1989. Yeah. I've been doing it since 1994 personally as well. This is the asshole that got me involved <laughs> with weddings and events way my, back in the day. Fault, it's all his fault. <laughs> but we, we love being around people. We, oh, yeah. we love interacting with people. You know, we, we, being in the bars, being in the clubs or what have you. That's I've done a so, wedding since uh, last February. Yeah. I, I, I DJed a wedding for Stop. your family last year. Uh. But, you know, we love being around people and, and not having that, that human experience to really understand that, that, that connection. That is something that's terribly missed. And I, I'm excited for everyone to open up limited capacity as, as it may be. But as you open up, you got to be safe about it at the same time. So. Yeah. What is that? Well, that's why this is so important, right? Having this sort of outlet where you can at least connect with people Mm -hmm. kind of through your laptop or through your phone and still have this experience. I mean, I will tell you, once everything get back gets back to like, you know, real hard air quotes here, normal. Yeah. Um, when things get back to normal, (laughs) this door is not shut. The door is open for these sort of digital experiences. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna continue to offer that um, to bring people into our home here and to show off this incredible space we have and connect with people and, and talk about our drinks and what you can do with them and, and what makes them so special. And, and I, and I'm, I'm hoping the rest of the industry kind of follows that lead. So, Fair. yeah, there's like five expressions uh, of rabbit hole right now. Is that, is that what I see there over is, your shoulder? So there's, you know, cave Hill and high gold that we've done tonight. Right, right. There's a rye called boxer grail. It's yep. a 95, five rye. And then even a gin, it's a London dry gin. That oh. we finished. You can see the color there. It's finished in those rye barrels. So okay. We oh, wow. empty those barrels. We put them in those rye barrels for like six months. It is delish. Um, and then this <laughs> uh, this last one over here, it's called Derringer. It's the sherry finish. So it's a weeded bourbon that's finished in Pedro Jimenez sherry casks for about six months. And it is, it is phenomenal. Um, but there are actually some limited bottlings that we're starting to produce. So we, we introduced our first limited offering in October. And it's called uh, Founders Collection. Okay. So it's Boxer Grail. It's this rye right here. But it's cask strength. It's six years old. Ooh. And it came from seven total barrels. So it was something like 1,300 bottles. And that was it. Yeah. Um, one of my friends. So uh, it, it's this guy. Um, his name is Mike Klein. And he does, um, I think it's called Destination Bourbon. Something like that on uh, on YouTube. He just posted a picture on Facebook earlier today and he found a bottle somewhere which i don't know where he found this but <laughs> like i they're like sold out like they kind of went out uh it was in the very back of the shelf like, it was on the That's very back what yeah. he said he yeah. was like it was kind of tucked away somewhere <laughs> so he got super lucky yeah uh, but if you find a bottle of that founders collection it is phenomenal it's uh. one of the best rise i've ever had just incredibly silky you know something we didn't talk about so far but we don't chill filter oh anything mm. at all so everything stays really really thick and chewy and silky and oily that you know when it's cast strength it is incredibly uh, oily and creamy uh, um, we're going to do that two times a year those founders collection bottles are going to come out two times a year once in the fall once in the spring so our next one is going to be coming out in the spring around um you know around derby day okay let's say around may um, and that one is actually going to be a really old bourbon. So over a decade old bourbon that we are finishing in Mizanara oak casks. Ooh. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, and it is. I've been doing some early tasting on it. Uh, it is, of course, you have. It is intense. So I was it looking at the. I was. Intense. I was looking at the legs on these, and at first I was like, "Wow, there's no legs on this whatsoever. What's going on?" And then I looked, and I'm like, "Oh no." It is really holding on to the glass. Yeah, the, it's they're like so thick they almost don't exist because it's just that broad horizon. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I, yeah. I was like, oh, oh, it. Well, there's no legs because it's not dripping down. It's just right, it's just yeah. stuck yeah. there. It's just it's <laughs> on it. It's uh, and 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 yes, I would. I, I was gonna say that these are these have both been uh, uh, silky. The second one, the the high gold, yeah, uh, says, uh, much more uh, silk. Uh, taste to it as well. Creamy, feel, silky feel. feel? Not cream, uh, silk. Yeah, silk? it's just okay. sure. Yeah, just like silky cream. Silky. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Or creamy silk. <laughs> Either way you look at it, it's amazing. It yes. really. This this is an amazing experience. I don't want to say it's amazing, but it's an amazing experience when it comes to bourbon because it's something different that that you don't expect. Yeah. You know, for yep. for me personally, I I cannot wait to dive into this just a little oh, bit further, yeah. And, and you know, and have a good time with it, but share it with my friends, and share it with you, That's Adam, and thing. sharing it with you has been an amazing experience. At that, I cannot thank you enough for yes. being here with the Man Cave Happy Hour. Um, <clears throat> if folks want to look at potentially doing a tour with Rabbit Hole. And all the virtual stuff and all you the do. virtual stuff that you do. Where can folks really uh, get in, get involved? So you can always go to our website, you know, rabbitholedistillery.com, um, and see what's available there. Uh, you know, right now the virtual tours are kind of just on like a, you know, I'm doing those in like Facebook groups and for bourbon groups stuff like that. If you mm-hmm. have a bourbon group, you can reach out to me at Adam at rabbitholedistillery.com. I know it's a really tough email, so I'll say it again, <laughs> Adam. At rabbitholedistillery.com. <laughs> Reach out to me if you've got a bourbon group. We'll set something up and we'll do a little tour through the distillery. Um, if you go to YouTube, we've mm-hmm. actually got a 360 tour, oh. a 360 degree tour on um, our YouTube page. And if you, you know, you can actually sit there and like touch the screen on your on your on your phone and like drag it and oh. look all the way around because we did it with a special camera. Um, but hopefully, I'll be setting up some more of these virtual tours very soon for sure. the public. Where I'm just going to be walking around with the selfie stick, and mm-hmm. you know, people telling me, "Hey, take a look, you know, get closer to the still, or you yeah. know, dive into the mash tank, or whatever, <laughs> and I'll get them nice, nice and close to everything." Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, so yeah, no, your work is incredibly important for folks to really understand. Again, the legacy that uh, Rabbit Hole is trying to leave behind, and mm-hmm. Cave's family, and and the thing that what you do, the work that you do, and just trying to keep that that word alive. Um, what could folks expect in the next, you know, five years from Rabbit Hole? Yeah, so um, you know, I, I think that we're going to keep our core expressions going mm-hmm. and just continue to age them even more and, and see what happens with those flavors. Um, expect to see more cask strength offerings. Ooh. Expect to see different finishes. Okay. Um, you know, I was just you know hanging around the the back end of our production earlier today and and taking pictures because that's like all I do. I'm just even though I'm in this job, I'm such a fanboy. Like I'm just I'm like, oh my gosh, you're emptying a barrel. Can I hang out? Like, yeah, sure. Like whatever, weirdo. Um, and so I just walked by these two huge casks, and they were Armagnac casks. And I'm like, all right, oh my we're goodness. doing some Armagnac finishes in here. Very cool. Um, so you know, I, I think that's the name of the game. I, I know one thing that Cave has been talking a lot about recently are single malts, mm. American single malts, and so. Um, I haven't been tasting any of those lately. I'm guessing he's waiting to 
kind of throw those at me in the sensory panel a little bit later. But, you know, tasting some of these American single malts, that might be the future for American whiskey. You know, bourbon's always going to be there. Mm -hmm. But to really do something different, maybe some neat single malt expressions, which have just been barely touched on. Yeah. in this industry. Yeah. I think you're going to see a lot of that from Rabbit Hole as well. Man, I, I can't wait. You know, when, when that comes out, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll be knocking it. on the door, you know, saying, let you're me like in. number three on the let list. Me I, in. Got, I got a couple people love you and then you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, if, if there's Thank anything you. that, uh, that uh, Rabbit Hole is doing here in the future, please, you know, let us know. We'd love to share the story. Yeah. Love to let everyone know what's going on. And if folks are trying to get down on the bourbon trail, now that they can go and visit you, as a heritage, you yeah. know what? You know what? Congratulations on that! Yeah. And Thank we you. cannot wait to Thank visit you. the Rabbit Hole Distillery here in the. Can't uh, wait to have you. Yeah, I'm cannot soon. wait to have you. Thank you so much so, for being yeah, here, Adam. Thank you so much, uh, and uh, cheers! Cheers! It's been a pleasure. Cheers, guys! Thank you so much. Yeah, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right. <laughs> After this sponsor, <laughs> what sponsor? All right. <laughs> don't go anywhere, Adam. No, we're here. We're clear. <laughs> Just going to clean up. Hey, you know, Adam, that was a lot of fun. 